Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Monday men focus at 5 p.m. Tuesday Bible study 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m. You can find us on KKLA or KKLA.com or 99.5 on the FM radio dial. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The Bible says, and they continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. And that's what we're doing. We're praising God. We're enjoying his favor. And we're praying and blessing souls that the Lord may add to his church daily, such as should be saved. Certainly we thank and praise God for his goodness and those that are joining in, that are listening near and far. Uh, we thank God for this day and how the Lord has blessed. This is the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. I'm telling you, God is, is wonderful. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. You know, we're going to go into the word of God. I'm not going to prolong uh, the time. Uh, I certainly am honoring God. And, you know, before we go into the word of God, I just want to uh, just to sing a little bit, just a little bit of this song, because, you know, he is my Lord. He's my savior. Have you sung anything to him today? Have you given him the praise and honor that's due unto him? Have you just taken some time and just thought about his goodness? Maybe on your lunch break, you, you sat down for, for, you know, as you ate your sandwich and, you know, your P&J, you know, whatever you're having, your Chick-fil-A and, you know, and you thought about the goodness of God while you were enjoying that meal. You know, or maybe you spent the time praying for someone else that needed prayer, someone that was sick, someone that is seeking the Lord. And certainly our heart goes out to those that are dealing with the, the wars and rumors of wars, those that are dealing with sickness. And, you know, people are suffering and looking for answers, looking for help. You know, we can be uh, that that. Uh, middle, uh, you know, that middleman, as they would say, we can be that that one that stand in proxy for them as we pray unto the Lord on their behalf, you know. And so, you know what, let's let's just pray right now and then we're going to go on further. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your mercy, your kindness and how you have blessed us. Lord God, with a reasonable portion of health. Lord God, you've even blessed us with to feel the pain that we feel from time to time, which lets us know that there is a problem uh, somewhere uh, that needs to be addressed. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for those that are seeking you, that are calling up on you, Lord God. Those, Lord God, that are near, far, those under the sound of my voice right now, I ask that you would bless them, Lord God. Help, Lord Jesus. Send your help. 
Send your help in the sanctuary. Lord God, send your help on the job. Lord God, whether they're traveling in the car, commuting right now, Lord God, I ask that you would bless them, Lord God. Lord, help them to reach their destination safely in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would govern our minds, not just ours, but Lord, the mind of those that are in a position, authority, and Lord God, and, and ask that they not abuse their authority, Lord God, ask that you would bless them to be mindful of your righteousness, to be mindful of the things that they should be considering. Lord God, we know that the, that your hand has the king heart. You're holding it. Lord God, and so we appeal to you, Lord God. We seek you, Lord, on behalf of those that don't know what to do right now. Those that are praying, we touch and agree with them, Lord God, as they call upon your name. Lord, you said whoever call on your name shall be saved. Lord God, and we believe your word. Lord Jesus, we believe you for safety. We believe you for salvation. We believe you, Lord God, that, that the needs of those that will be met. Lord God, touch the hearts of those that are able to assist in areas where others cannot. Lord God, that they would be merciful, that they would be lenient, Lord God, and consider uh, others, Lord. And we thank you for those that are. Lord God, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we're going to go into the word of God. And again, I pray that you have had a blessed day and that your day will continue. Or maybe you're starting your day, maybe you're ending your day. But certainly, uh, we thank God, you know, and uh, our prayer is for you. As always, we are praying for, for everyone that are, you know, that names that we see, we're praying for those that, that who names we don't know, but we, we see that, that people are tuning in, they're listening to the radio broadcast, they're listening to the podcast, you know, and so the word of God is going out. Uh, and so we believe that souls are being blessed and souls are being saved. That's the purpose. There's nothing else greater. There's nothing else. Uh, the Bible said in heaven, uh, there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels over one, over one sinner that repents. Well, uh, as you turn to the book of Daniel, the 10th chapter, you know, hold it there at the, uh, the 10th chapter at the, at the 12th verse. And I just want to, uh, to bless the Lord. He is my, he's my hero. He's, he's my God. And, you know, but uh, I can't nobody tell him how much you love him, how much you appreciate him like you can. And so just just bear with me just a moment here. Say that I love you more than anything. 
my heart. I lift my hands in total adoration unto you. You reign on the throne, for you are God and God alone. Because of you, my cloudy days are gone. I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. You know, that, that's all I wanted to tell him. Now, some of you might already not know the rest of the words to the song. Thank you. But, you know, I just want him to know how much I appreciate him. I appreciate him so much. And I want him to know that from the bottom of my heart. I want him to know that with every fiber of my being, how much I love him. I want him to know that when I wake, rise up in the morning, when I lay down at night, when it's a good day, sometimes it's a bad hair day. I can't get this stuff to curl right. Well, no, I'm not curling my hair, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Some days it, things don't seem like it's going the right way. But even in that, I want him to know that I still love him more than anything. Can you just tell him that right now, wherever you are, you know, that you love him. You love him in spite of the things that may be occurring. Things are gonna happen in our lives. Things are gonna, uh, things are gonna happen and there's gonna be some good, there's gonna be some bad, there's gonna be some ugly. But even with that, I still love you more than anything. I still love you, Lord, I love you. I love you. You know, I, I, I got here, arrived at the church uh, at my usual time. And, you know, and I was just thinking about those words of the song and they just began to overwhelm me and, you know, and to bless my soul. And that's why I wanted to express that unto him, you know. And and so we're going we're gonna to go on into the word of God. As I said, I'm not going to bore your patience, you know, but I love the word of God. I love uh, exhorting. I love preaching. I love teaching his word. You know, the Lord has blessed this little man and I give him all the glory and the praise because if it wasn't for the goodness of God, I could still be bound in sin. The, the iniquity that I was being shaped in could have overwhelmed me. And when I think back at the lifestyle that I had and the things that I've done, places I've been, People I've been around and I remain, I'm still here today. I'm still here today. There's a great testimony that I always don't, I don't always share it all. And I'm not going to share it all, but I know this, that God can save and that he can save the worst. What you think of who you think is the worst sinner? Oh, that person is, is the, the child of the devil. You know, and God's looking at them saying, that's my son, that's my daughter. 
and he knows his thoughts about them. It's our thoughts that are messed up, not God's. He's clear. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows when his goodness and them, that when they're going to cross paths and this time they're not going to ignore what he's saying and they're going to follow his goodness, which is going to lead them to repentance. So don't stop praying for that person you see, for that child, that son, that daughter. Don't stop praying for them. Don't stop praying. Listen, the Bible tells us in the 10th chapter of Daniel, beginning at the 12th verse, then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard and I came forth for thy words. But the king of the, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground, and I became dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the Son of Man touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord, and this is a small ill, O my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me and I have retained no strength. For how can I, the servant of my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remaineth no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Then there came again and touched me one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me and said, O man greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then said he, knowest thou wherefore I came unto thee. And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come, but I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things, but Michael, your prince. Now, Daniel, Daniel, I heard you the first time you prayed. That's what we're, that's what we're talking about. I heard you. I heard you. That's going to be the subject matter. I heard you. Now, Daniel, he's talking to Daniel, but I want you to put your name there. I, a matter of fact, I left a blank right there so that you could insert your name. And so put your name there and said, I heard you the first time you prayed. This was not a, I heard it through the grapevine moment. Nor was it, I heard it from a friend of a friend. It was a, I heard that moment. I heard it. 
And there are those uh, of us that use, <laughs> that have used those sayings. Uh, I heard you the first time. Now, we may not have said it with a compassionate voice. You know, um, we may have said it a little differently, with a little more forceful. You know, maybe you were responding to your your uh, to your mom or your dad, and and as a and you said, I heard you the first time because you were being told to do something, or maybe you're responding to a friend or a spouse or someone. You know, uh, I heard you the first time, but we didn't say it with the compassion that we could have, or maybe you did. Hey, I heard you the first time. I'm gonna take care of that. I, I heard you. I heard that, you know, that is a strong response to a stated opinion or, or ideal or fact to, you know, I, I want you to know, that's what you said, I, I, I heard you loud and clear. I understand or I understood the first time what you were saying. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel 4, from the first day that Thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God. Thy words were heard, and I came for thy words. Now, Daniel had to be comforted. And we, we see that throughout the scripture where, where, where there is a manifestation of the Lord or a manifestation of, of a servant of the Lord and, the, and whom they are visiting are told not to fear or to get some words of comfort. You know, there are some things that that if it wasn't for the word of comfort, you you may take flight. You you may ghost as quickly as you can. There was a presence, a manifestation of someone, and it would have caused him to be afraid by good reason. The appearance or the visitation of the messenger are usually associated. Uh, in a, an authority of the king, in this case, the king of kings, to provide instructions or to correct something. Uh, usually the messenger, the apostle, the messenger, the apostle usually showed up because there was something to be said or done. It was a fearful moment. It was not, I'm glad to see you. And I'm coming by to tell you that, that there's a check in the mail. I'm coming by to tell you that you know, that if you turn around seven times that you're going to receive. No, it was usually some form of instruction. Let me reiterate something here. Uh, and that is the pro the word of prophecy and blessings upon your life is, is woven throughout the scriptures. All you have to do is apply what God is saying. You don't want a temporary blessing. You don't want that blessing that that lasts for a moment and at the end of the day it leads nowhere as far as salvation is concerned it was just for the moment some only have a reward for the moment and and so uh, i believe david said my foot almost slipped i saw the wicked uh, spreading out and prospering like a green bay tree and it dis, it disrupted me and messed me up. And it wasn't until I went into the house of God and I remembered their end. So it doesn't matter about the prosperity that they obtained. At the end of the day, they did not have what it would take 
to continue or to stand in the presence of the Lord unless there would be change. But from that moment that he saw them and the time that God called them. Daniel's prayer, his prayer request was to understand what is happening. What's happening? Lord, what's, what's going on here? You know, I, I'm, I'm involved. I need to, I want to know what's going on. This is impacting me. This is affecting my life. I want to know. Hey, what caused this? I, I want to understand what caused it. So therefore, by understanding what caused the situation, I can avoid that. Where are we in this? Uh, so the situation has come up. Your word is fulfilling. Here we are. And where are we at? Uh, what should I expect? Now that I'm here, now that I'm in the situation, what should I expect? Uh, what do you expect of me? How should I? Uh, I need to know so that I can conduct myself accordingly. First Timothy 3, 14 and 15 says, these things write I unto you, hoping to come unto you shortly. This is Paul talking to his godson, Timothy. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou ought to behave thyself in the house of God. We need to know and understand how to behave ourselves as the people of God. We need to know how, we, how to conduct ourselves in the house of God. Well, and I'm not association associating that, excuse me, just associating that with the uh, brick and mortar. But what about the temple? Your body is a temple. Uh, and so what about that house? How do you conduct yourself in that house? He said, if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how to thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. Daniel began fasting. He was praying. He was fasting. He was praying. He was fasting. He was fasting. He was praying. He was reading God's word, praying, fasting, while listening for an answer. Do you listen for the answer after you have prayed? Sometimes we pray and we're, we're full of words. We do a lot of talking, but we don't do enough listening. I found out in relationship that listening is a preferred. Listening, uh, gentlemen, you need to be a good listener. Uh, people appreciate a good listener. Your employer appreciates a good listener because when you're listening, you begin to take notes, mental notes. You begin to write things down, you know, and you can reiterate what has been said to you. You can even carry out the assignment instead of just nodding as if you did understand because you practice being a good listener. Do you listen for an answer? Or do you say what you want to say without waiting for a response? Well, I've prayed and, and, and now that I've gotten up, maybe you are on your knees, maybe you are sitting in a chair, maybe you're driving in a chair. I don't know what your physical position was, but you was at that moment you was talking, you know, and your conversation was unto the Lord. 
But did you go about listening afterwards? Maybe when you walked into the, the home or you walked into the job, you then just started talking and went on as if you did not, you know, you gave, start giving everyone else your undivided attention. It, you know, it's one thing to speak, good morning to everyone and, you know, and hey, you know, and, uh, you know, but in, in your mind, you still listening. I'm listening because I was talking to the Lord and I know he's going to answer me. Uh, he's going to answer me and I, I don't know when, but I want to be attentive so that when he does, I hear him. Daniel, your prayer was heard immediately and I was sent. I've come for thy words. It's because of what you were praying. It is because of what you were saying that I came to you. Now, if Daniel is being told I was sent or I came for thy words, then we need to stop and consider what words was Daniel using? What was Daniel saying that uh, that the Lord paid attention to? What was Daniel, was he reiterating the same thing over and over again? What is it, Daniel? The Bible tells us in the ninth chapter, about the third verse, that Daniel said, I set my face unto the Lord God to seek my prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. He had humbled himself. Now remember, Daniel was a man of position, of power, and authority. Uh, he, was, he was highly esteemed by the king, and he was also hated by those that had similar positions because that God had given him such favor. He gave him favor because Daniel offered himself a living sacrifice to be holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Not only him, but Mishael, Shadrach, and Abednego did the same. There were others. And so Daniel said, I, I, I set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, Lord, O Lord, thou great and dreadful God, the acknowledgement. We read that Daniel acknowledged him as God, as sovereign, as awesome, great and dreadful. There's no one that equates to you. You're it. <laughs> Bless your name, Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost right there. You're it, Lord. There's no one else. There's no one else greater than you. Keeping thy covenant and mercy to them that love him. Lord, I know you keep your promises. I know that you give mercy to those that love you. And Daniel was one that loved the Lord with his whole heart with his mind, his body. He loved the Lord. Now the Lord told us in Deuteronomy, he said, love the Lord thy God with thy whole heart and with thy mind, thy body. So Daniel received that message and he embraced it. Lord, I know that you are you're a covenant keeper, you're a promise keeper and have mercy to them that love you and to them that keep your commandments. So he acknowledges, Lord, who he is and how he has already 
promised what he would do for those that love him and keep his commandment. There are those that say, I love the Lord, but they do not keep his commandments. Now, Jesus said, if you love me, and I think you know this, to keep my commandments. You can tell those who love the Lord because they keep his commandments. Daniel said, we have sinned. We have sinned. We. Well, I haven't sinned. I haven't did nothing wrong. Neither did Daniel. But Daniel said, we have sinned. What impacted Daniel is what everyone else had did. The sins of others will impact the community. It will impact the neighborhood. It will impact the state, the nation. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets. We didn't listen to the preacher. We didn't listen to the pastor. We didn't listen to the evangelist. We didn't listen to those that spoke in the name to the kings. They gave instructions to the kings, to the governing bodies, to the princesses, to our, to our fathers, our forefathers, and to all the people of the land. We didn't listen. Now, Daniel himself obeyed the Lord, but he includes himself in the supplication. Lord, we have messed up, but we've done wrong. This God paid attention to. Your words, the words we use impacts our present right now, today, in this moment, the words that we present in our atmosphere impacts us as well as our future. So does Instagram. So does Twitter. So does Facebook, TikTok, etc. People looking for a quick way, a quick name and fame. So you have to be careful what you say and what you do. Well, you don't want me to have fun. Usually when I've heard that statement made by individuals, it's because they want to do something that they know they should not be doing. Man, you don't want me, she don't want me to have friends. That's because you try to make friends with someone you should not be making friends with. Same thing with the ladies. And you don't want me to have friends. And when you're trying to make friends with somebody you just met that you should not be making friends with. Well, you know, your kids, and you don't want me to have fun because you're trying to sneak off and do something that you know you should not be doing. Matthew 5, 37 says, but let your communication be yea. Nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. See, a whole bunch of, when you listen to a bunch of words that are being spoken, that are sometimes there's hidden messages. This is like going to the movies. Uh, there's hidden messages. You, you've, if you ever have watched the making of a cartoon, there, there's some nasty folks that work at Disney World. Mm -hmm. Because when you slow the cartoons down, you, there are images 
that you should did not see with the naked eye as it was flickering by you. But yet it wrote something in your mind. That's why we need to make sure that we wash. You know, the, during the stay at home, the pandemic, they said wash your hands and they're still saying that. You, we need to make sure we wash our heart too. Well, Lord, uh, your disciples, they went and they, they've been eating corn. They, they started eating and they, had, they didn't wash their hands. The Lord was not concerned about them not washing their hands. He's concerned with the heart. What about your heart? Matthews 12 and 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. It doesn't matter who we are. We're going to give an account. Matter of fact, we are giving an account right now because the Bible tells the church judgment begins in my house. So for those that say, don't judge me, you know, understand, I don't want to judge you. Please understand that the word of God has already uh, passed that judgment upon all of us. Every one of us. Uh, listen to this. The Bible said that if a man looks at a woman and, you know, therefore he's glaring at, he's glaring at her, uh, he's having a full-blown conversation in his mind. He's already committed adultery. He, he didn't have to physically get involved, rent a room, spend no money. He already did it. God has already judged that. Well, man, don't, don't judge me because I looked at, look, the word of God has already identified those things that we should not be doing. So I don't have to judge you. I just need to read the word and wash my own face, just like you need to wash yours. We need to stay out of other people's business, pray for our brothers and sisters, strengthen those when we've been strengthened, but handle our business so that when we come and God judges us, because judgment has begun in his house, it's gone. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me, the 13th verse. 21 days, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me and I remained there with the kings of Persia. With the so let's say that you prayed. It's March 1st. This is what, the 29th day of March, 2022. And you prayed on the first day of March. And it seemed like from that moment you prayed, nothing happened. Everything came to a standstill. You fasted, you prayed, you prayed, you fasted, and nothing. It doesn't mean God didn't hear you. Faith says, faith, F-A-I-T-H, says, I know he heard me. I know the Lord heard me. But no answer was manifested. Days to weeks, weeks to months, months to years can occur. Our responsibility, your responsibility is to remain faithful unto the Lord. Daniel was faithful in his captivity, in his situation, he remained true. He remained committed unto the Lord. Though you pray, are you going to remain committed no matter what? First Corinthians 15 and 58 says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Are you going to be steadfast after you've prayed? Be unmovable. Will you be unmovable? Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor, your labor in prayer, your labor in what you do 
for the Lord, whether it is singing, whether it is preaching, whether it is teaching, uh, whether it is just uh, setting a sign out uh, so that everyone can know church is in session, ringing a bell, whatever your job is. Will you keep doing that when after you've prayed steadfast, unmovable? Will you keep working for the Lord when there is no answer? Knowing that your labor is not in vain. You, you need to know that. It's not in vain. Romans 8 and 25 says, but if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? Will you have patience? Now there's some, patience is a work. Patience is a work. It works on us. But, but pastor, you don't, you don't understand. I know all so well. Let me say that again. I know for myself. I know all so well. The messenger was sent in response to Daniel's prayer. At least 21 days ago and something happened. You prayed. You don't see a manifestation of, of those things that you prayed about does not mean God did not hear you and it doesn't mean an answer has not been sent. This brings about awareness, something that I refer to often and that is war of the anointed. Remember the king of Persia withstood the messenger and another uh, a prince, Michael was dispatched to go and to free that servant so that he can come and talk to Daniel. We live and deal with that which is natural and spiritual. So we deal with our natural. Take care of your natural. Take care of it. Take care of your physical being, your body, you know, flush it out, drink plenty of water. Eat, eat your veggies, eat your Brussels sprouts, you know, figure out how to cook it the way that you like it. You know, eat your greens, you need green vegetables. You know, take care of this body, take care of this body. You know, go to the dentist. You know, I went to the dentist today to, uh, you know, and I told my dentist that I really like you. I much as really appreciate you for me to, to come and let you poke me and, and carry on and, and brush my teeth over again after I've done, you know, I, I joke with, but you need to take care of what you have. Mm -hmm. Get that physical that you need so that you know, well, I'm not claiming it. Nobody told you to claim it, but you need to go and get a physical so you know what is going on with your body so you know what to do. Well, you know, I, I'm breaking out in these blemishes on my face. Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating enough vegetables? Well, you know, my foot swole up. Are you drinking enough water? Because usually those are signs telling you that you're not. My lips are chapped and, and I need a Susie chapstick. No, you need water. And I'm just using that for an example. Okay. These natural bodies and as well as the spiritual. Well, you know, I've prayed about it. Are you being about it? What are you doing? You need to be working at what you're doing. We live we have this natural life and we have this spiritual life. Now your, your spiritual life is not gonna be all great and your, and your natural life is, is, is terrible. Mm -mm. No, and when I say terrible, I'm talking about the principles. I'm not talking about your home. I'm not talking about your car. I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm talking about 
the principles that you live by in your natural, the ethics that you care, your moral and all of that. That takes care of everything else as far as your comfort and contentment. Our lives are impacted by uh, the inside, what goes on on the inside, and outside influences. At the core are the decisions you make based on information, though based on feelings, based on the external suggestions. There are suggestions that are always hitting us. Remember, I just mentioned about the nasty folks at, at, at Walt Disney that write up that written uh, design cartoons that are filled with uh, pornography and, and you'll never with your naked eye you will not see that well that's some nasty folks they they thought they was getting over and somebody disclosed that um thank god because you didn't know it how much more and other things that we see that we're exposed to the bible said that that the lord has a problem with those that bring wicked devices to pass but we're impacted by the external. That's why it's so important for us to wash. David said, how, how shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed to the word of God. So when you find yourself sometime uh, having a dream about something that you know is that you should not be dreaming about, you have an awareness. You can wake yourself up and say, not so. You can wake yourself up, but a stop to that. Okay. I strongly suggest this. Proverbs 4 and 7. It said, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get an understanding. We need to get understanding. You know, I'm reading a book right now for work, and I've read this book, I've read at least half the book, and I've gone back over it several times to make sure I have an understanding. You need to make sure you have an understanding. Because what you want to make a, when you, you want to make a well-informed decision, you want to give a well-informed answer. You want to give the best answer. You want to get, make the best decision. What you do next depends on it. What you do next depends on the influence that you have. So you need to make sure you have the right influence. With the information Daniel had, now Daniel had been reading the book of Jeremiah. He also referenced the law of Moses. With the information that he had, the lessons learned from observations made, he saw what people did. We learn a lot from watching what others have done. And by watching what they did, we're like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> that yeah, mm -hmm, they shouldn't have done that. We learn through observation. We learn lessons by diving into the word of God by obedience in the natural order of things. Obedience. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that we are obedient. Don't, we don't fly through red lights. We don't act unreasonable. We use common sense. The Bible says common sense is earthly and devilish. And so there's common sense that we still should be using. That it takes no divine intervention to use common sense. And so by obedience in the natural order of things, remember Daniel had to learn uh, the ways of the Chaldeans. He had to learn the science. He had to learn the astrology. He had to learn how to conduct himself in the presence of the royalty. 
He was empowered and blessed with this unexpected visit. Why? Because he was obedient in his natural and he was obedient in his spiritual. The 14th verse says, now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. There's something that's going to happen in the future. Daniel, I'm here for you to understand what is going to transpire, what's going to occur. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face forward to ground and I became dumb. The messenger's assignment was to help Daniel understand this. All Daniel was looking for was an understanding. Maybe if we spend time conducting ourselves the right way and that we seek for an understanding of what the Lord wants. That's enough. I believe that it is enough. You know, as I read Daniel, and I love I, I love this young man and how he uh, and what the, the, the testimony that has been uh, written through the scriptures about him. Because no place do I ever read that Daniel was praying for things. He, he doesn't pray for things. He prayed for understanding. He, he, he uh, sought the Lord and acknowledged the sinful nature and the things that have been done. But he never asked God to bless him with things. Maybe we should try that. Maybe we should stick to seeking God and making application of what we're supposed to be doing. Be at work on time. Do my job when I'm there. Be polite to others. Handle business in school. Handle business at home. Seek for an understanding about the life that I, I live. The Lord told uh, Peter and John when they were arrested, he said that he freed them from the jail, told them to, to go into, the, the, uh, into the, 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 the meeting place, the temple, and to teach the people about this life. We need to spend time learning about this life so that we can understand more about our relationship and the relationship that God is looking for. Daniel said the, the messenger's assignment was to, was to help Daniel. It is through our understanding and accepting of God's word that we are repositioned into the right place as well as right thoughts in our tongues. We're not quick to go off on folks. We're not going to say things that we should not be saying. We're going to govern ourselves for the betterment of the situation. The Bible said that a soft answer turns away wrath. So instead of being all forceful and, 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 you know, and trying to get your opinion across, Lord, give me wisdom how to answer this correctly. Or maybe it's just a, a, a yay or a nay. Maybe it's just a, you know what, let me spend some time looking at this and I'll come back to you in an hour or so with more information. Maybe just a soft answer turns away wrath. That's what the Bible says. The 16th verse, now this left Daniel, <laughs> the 15th verse, when he had spoken these words unto me, I set my face toward the ground and I became dumb. I became speechless. It, it put me in a position where I could not only, I couldn't speak, but I could definitely hear. I could hear. 
And behold, one like the similitude of the Son of Man, someone like the Son of Man, at the appearance of the Son of Man, touched my lips, and I opened my mouth and spake, and said unto him that stood before me, O oh my Lord, by the vision my sorrow hath turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with my Lord? I'm overwhelmed. Uh, this, uh, uh, for as for me, straight, straight way that we, uh, there remains no strength in me. I don't have any energy. I am weak. Neither is there breath left in me. Then there came again and touched me one like the appearance of a man and he strengthened me. Now, if you, if you follow along and I'm, I'm not finished with Sunday uh, because John in his vision meets uh, a fellow servant whom he thought was the Lord. He went to bow down and worship him. And he told him, no, don't do that, man. <laughs> he didn't use those words, but don't do that. I'm your fellow servant in a glorified state. I'm your fellow servant. Daniel is now meeting someone that, that looked like the appearance of the son of man. In other words, this looked like somebody that looked just like me that's coming toward me and and but they're coming in, in authority and power and might. This celestial being, I, I don't. Oh, my God. Then there is a shift in the scenery. The person I was speaking to that looked like a man, his appearance, his posture, uh, his words had authority. He reached out to me and touched my lips, enabling me to respond because I was done. Daniel said, I'm done. I, I don't have no strength. I, I'm breathless. Now, we see a similar experience in Isaiah. Isaiah, the, the sixth chapter, beginning at the fifth verse, then said, I, woe is me, for I am undone. Uh, he's like, Isaiah is acknowledging uh, who he is. I'm undone. I'm not ready for this. Because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell among people, a midst of people of unclean lips. They're messed up. I'm messed up. You know, when the presence of God is near, you're not standing there with boldness that I, I'm, I've, I've arrived. No. <laughs> when, when the Lord shows up, you know, that we, we have an expression, well, the Lord showed up and showed out. You know, sometimes the Lord show up and, and you just want to be on the altar. You just want to be crying out for mercy and you just want to be crying out, Lord, save me, Lord. I I know that I need there, I need more of you in me. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims, one of the angels, unto me, having a live coal in his hand which he had taken from the tongs uh, from off the altar and he laid it upon my mouth and said, lo, this hath touched my lips and thy iniquity is taken away. Thy sins purged. Daniel was understood this. Daniel was here. He, was un he could testify of his own. And those of you that have experienced the power of God can testify as well that 
sometimes you just don't feel worthy. You know, after preaching the word sometime, after teaching, when I, I, I just feel so unworthy of the fact that God has, has given, has blessed, have ordered, have assigned, have commanded uh, me as an individual, it is such an honor and a privilege to stand before the people of God, knowing the weight, the power of God, and you're left feeling unworthy. Yes, the Lord makes you worthy, but you still feel unworthy. You feel humble by his power. You feel humble by what he has done. Knowing that if it had not been for the Lord, you know, we should sing this song, had it not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Bless your Lord. And he said, O men, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened. The word of the Lord strengthens us. And said, let my Lord speak, for I have, thou hast strengthened me. I can, I, I can, I can receive it. Then said, then said he, knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee, and how, and now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I'm gone forth, lo, the prince of uh, Grecia shall come. But I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth, the word of God. I'm going to show you what the word of God says and what it means. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things, but Michael, your prince. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word this evening. We thank you, Lord God, for speaking to our hearts. We thank you, Lord, and we bless your name, Savior, for who you are, what you are to each one of us, and that is God, your sovereign. Lord God, and we just want to uh, say we appreciate you, Lord God, and we appreciate the time that you have given us and how you have blessed us. Lord God, and we pray that your word stay stirred in our heart that we don't sin against you. Lord God, govern us, Lord God. Help us to walk. Help us to walk according to your will. Lord God, some are starting a day. Others are going into a graveyard shift. Some are, are going to bed, Lord God. But bless us, Lord God, whether we have work, rest, or play. Lord God, to be found pleasing in your sight. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. My prayer is that something was said to encourage your heart. You know, if you're looking for a church home, growth ministry, then you belong here. Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Again, that's 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Uh, you know, experience God. Experience his love and power of forgiveness. You know, join Inside the Pages. Again, on Saturday nights, KKLA. It's kkla.com, uh, also 99.5 on your radio dial. That's at 11.30 p.m. God bless you. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you. 